Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 94, Balance Through Prioritization. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. We have a great show lined up for you, but before we get into that, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear about how the show is impacting your life, and I'd also love for you to get connected on a more deeper level. And the best way to do that is to sign up for the newsletter. You can do that on the website, but an even easier way is just to text the word positivity to the number 44222. I'm going to shoot you a text message. It's going to ask for your email. Just drop that email in that response to that text message. And then I'm going to shoot you an email that's just going to ask to confirm that you want to be on that newsletter. And I'll keep you guys updated. You'll get some behind the scenes kind of stuff. And it's just a great way to connect. And as well, anytime I email you, you can write back to me and I absolutely will respond to you. Again, just text the word positivity to the number 44222. Today, I have on Joe Shamanic, a former CrossFit Games athlete and weightlifting coach. Joe is a husband, a father, and he's here today to talk about fitness, nutrition, wellness, But really, we get into this idea of prioritization and discipline and getting around the right people. We talk about that a lot on the show. Now, Joe also, he does provide weightlifting coaching. And if you're interested to learn more, just head over to Joe's Barbell. That's J-O-E-S barbell.com and click on the services tab to learn more about how you can connect with Joe and be coached by him. Joe is also the co-host of the Doc and Jock podcast a show that brings together the expertise of an international recognized physical therapist and Joe, the former CrossFit Games athlete and weightlifting coach. They combined their expertise, Joe and Dr. Danny, and it, it really helps fill in the gaps for anybody that's listening. So I would really encourage you to also check out the Doc and Jock podcast. So without further ado, help me welcome to the positivity effect, Joe Shamanic. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Welcome to The Positivity Effect. Tom, fire up to be here, man. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for getting me on the show. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, just before we uh, jumped on the call, you were sharing with me just how you had grown up thinking that you were pronouncing your name wrong. Like, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and now you shared a really interesting story. So, like, when somebody comes across to you and they pronounce your name for the, the correctly for the first time, it's almost like they had the keys to your house. It's like, boom, you guys are instant friends. So I'd love for you to share this story. Yeah. of this gentleman that you've connected with and and you know you guys are like you're, you're good friends now yeah bro hugs for days um, bro hugs funny. for days the internet's great um so yeah the interesting story is you know if there's anything that a polish father gives their son it's a you know the long and hard right the long and hard last name you know dirty joke insert here but the <laughs> the, the interesting thing is um pretty much grew up thinking my last name my family kind of said it's shamanic but everyone i met 
said it Zemanic or even Zemansky or some kind of Z because it's spelled S Z Y. And there was always a running joke that, you know, I say it this way, but my family says it that way. And then other people say this. So, you know, insert Polish joke here, but, you know, we're probably saying it wrong. Well, I hooked up, you know, through Instagram and the Internet. There was this weightlifting coach I started to follow. His name was his Instagram fame, uh, Papa Yats, but he doesn't like his full name to be disclosed. And I always thought he was a Filipino girl because that was the kind of weightlifters he was showing on his Instagram feed. Well, we hooked up on Skype, got to chatting, and um, the cool thing is when I met him on the Insta- or the Skype feed, he was actually a, a natural-born Polish gentleman in his mid-40s to early 50s, and um, he saw my last name, and he pronounced it shamanic, and I lit <laughs> up. It was literally the first person in my whole—now, listen, I'm 35 years old, so he's the first person outside of my family to ever say my name correctly without me prompting them so um that that kind of relationship has also kind of blossomed into you know small we kind of consult on each other i'll ask him for help on certain lifters he's he's a neat weightlifting resource too because he was born in poland um which is you know a very good uh weightlifting country and then also his wife's filipino so he travels to some small asian countries to to get some other high-end kind of coaching cues which is neat so he's interesting background interesting guy funny story and again anyone uh the internet is awesome. There's all kinds of cool things to learn, including that your last name, you know, how how to say it right. So you know, that's like uh, it's like if you have a Harley Davidson and somebody else has a Harley, you're instantly buddies. It's like that's it. if it's it. like in the 1920s, if you knew the password to the speakeasy and you're in, that's it. You're that's it. <laughs> that's, that's and I don't awesome. know if you're if you drive a Jeep, but we have a Jeep too. And it, every now and then, I'll take the wife's Jeep out and. Ye- I'm never used to the waves. People, say, I'm like, I'm like Eliza. What's what's this wave they keep? It's the Jeep wave, right? So you got me the- laughing, dude. My my best friend has a Jeep, and we were we he he had a he got a pass. We live on Long Island, and he got a pass to go down to this beach where he can drive the beach on uh, drive the the Jeep on it. And it was the day we went to get the pass. It was pouring out, and we didn't know because like the weather changed as we were on the way there. It was a good forty minute drive, and he had all the doors off. The top was off. Nice. Yeah, everything was off. So we're like, we're laughing on the way back. It's like pouring. And there we go. Like another Jeep had passed us. And just, it was this thing. He just connected with him. He gave him this wave. And I'm like, dude, what was that? What did he just do with you? I'm like, Jeep wave. Jeep, Jeep wave. <laughs> yeah, so I was a little jealous. I was a little me jealous. And, me and Yatsix are, are kind of bro huggy internet wave turned into a, um, it was cool. I met him one time. Uh, we actually did link up in at the weightlifting world championships this past year. And we, uh, the, the Polish bro hug involves linking elbows and drinking a shot of vodka together. So that was pretty cool. So again, the, the internet can lead to some neat personal contacts if if you follow through with some things. So it's better than just tweeting and causing a mess. So you can actually build real relationships. Real, too. that's right, right. Unless unless like you have a terrible flight on American Airlines and you want to let you know you want to let the world know. Yeah, you know, that's right. You want to get that <laughs> refund on that ticket. <laughs> that's right. Very cool. So Joe, um, I want to talk about now. You have a lot going on. Always. Always. That's the way. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, I kind of mentioned a little bit on the intro about joesbarbell.com and also that you're the host, the co-host of the Doc and Jock podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, I recently got back into fitness myself and it's really, it's it's absolutely just, it's turned my life around. It's it's made me more focused. I can go on for days about how fitness, nutrition, what it has done for my life. But I want to hear from your perspective. What, What is fitness and nutrition mean to you coming from somebody that this, this is like in your blood, it's in your veins. It's what you do on a daily basis, you know, and, and why is it so important to you? 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 always been a pursuit of things that I enjoy. Um, even going back to, you know, to to make this long story longer, you know, in middle and high school, I you know I was in I was attracted to high school football. I, all I want to do is play high school football, and I played high school football. I just wanted to play college football, and I kept pursuing that. Then after I played college football, it was a matter of getting into coaching. And when I graduated college, I knew for a fact I was going to get my degree here in special ed. I was going to go back to my old high school. I was going to teach special ed, work my way into a PE job, and then I was going to be the head high school football coach of my old high school. And um, anything awesome. but anything but that has happened, which is interesting. So um, uh, it's Marianne, amazing how that how that yeah <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. You just naturally take your next step. You know. The funny thing about being a college football player, you know, very few of them are going to take the next step and pursue things. So I still wanted to be competitive. Mm. I still wanted to train. And I just found a way to keep working with the barbell. And that kind of led me into CrossFit and kind of marrying um, a military. My wife did ROTC in college and pursued a couple things and, and, you know, managed to get a degree here and a degree there. And she just kept staying in the Army. But we moved around a lot. And as we moved around a lot, I just got linked up to the CrossFit community and had a neat, interesting games run um, with the team in 2013 where we did go to the games. And then after the games were over, I got into weightlifting heavily and I've been to the national championships a few times and, and actually recently um, placed second at the USAW Masters National Championships for my age level, which That's is awesome. So I guess the the long and short of what health and fitness means to me and how I pursued it, it was always... I always had a competitive itch. I always liked being around that type of community. And, you know, whether you, someone's a meathead or, you know, again, we talked about bro hugging a little bit or just being around like-minded people, I was just always jonesing to be a part of that group. And one thing led to another. As you move around, you meet this coach, you learn that, and then you just you, you pursue what you're interested in. And uh, for me, it was just a matter of how do I push this barbell around and, you know, how do I do it faster? How do I do it harder? How do I put a little bit more on the weight? And you know, how do I move functionally and stay healthy while I do all that? So, and then, um, that, and that brings us to where we are now, where we have Joe's Barbell, Doc and Jock podcast, which brings a lot of that together. And we talk fitness, we coach people, we keep people healthy and man, it's, it's, it's a real personal endeavor for me. Part of that big fitness and that nutrition shift in my own life was getting my mindset right. Okay. And because you can go on for days, but like, especially, <laughs> you know, it's like, Yes, it is the mindset, but also if if you have bad eating habits, you're literally it's like your brain is hijacked. You know, you start changing changing how you're eating, and you're thinking about this other thing that you want to eat. And part of that change in that mindset for me was getting like, and I, this is what I want to kind of focus in on, and just to reiterate for everybody listening about what you were just saying, was I had to get around the right people. Yep. Whether that was physically in person, uh, the people that I hang out with on a regular basis. Or even just connecting with people through the internet, and here you know here we are having this amazing conversation, so it sounded like for you through all these you know through your own life, your ups and downs of your life as you, you br- brought you to the point that you are here today you because you were following your passion, you always focused on having the right people in your life because through that it's well for you it's just you loved it, you just loved being around people that are you know that are into fitness into nutrition into bettering bettering themselves physically mm-hmm. So for anybody listening right now that is really struggling to get back onto that, and this was me just a few weeks ago or even you know a few months ago, and it, it, I've been making a lot of shifts lately. 
how important is it for them to to evaluate really the time that they're spending with the people that they're spending it with? And that, and it's not about just throwing saying goodbye to the people in their lives, but just evaluating the the, the conversations that they're having with people, and then also the conversations that they're having with themselves in their own head. Yeah, in terms of you know getting, and again, you know, I've kind of changed my CrossFit tune as of late. Where you know CrossFit's interesting because you have this sport of fitness developing and then you have CrossFit, the original training modality that was a strength conditioning program. So that's always a really interesting conversation. Um, in general though, I think if your goal is to be fit, you need to start being around people who are more fit and maybe look the way you want to look or who are doing the things you want to do. Because, you know, if if you are, you know, stuck in an office and all your buddies are the same guys who are stuck in that office and you're spending 50 hours 50, 60, you know, whatever huge time of your life that week in that office. And then after that, you're going to go to the bar and get a couple drinks. And then all of a sudden you're sitting at home, you know, and whatever's going on. But unless somebody's going to start to grab you and take you out of that environment, you're not going to make the change because, you know, you need to be around people who are fitness minded first or at least healthy minded first because unless you have someone to kind of you know we all know the value of mentorship right so unless you have that kind of person who's going to drag you to do something to get you out of your comfort zone you're never going to get out of it generally at least for me you're not going to get out of it yourself so it's always a little easier to do it with friends so I would say just kind of search out folks that who look and are achieving the things that you want to do I think the worst thing folks do when they get onto this new fitness track is probably, you know, they, they're generally going to make the new year's Eve resolution and then they're going to go to, you know, the big globo gym and they're going to hit the treadmill and they put the blinders on, they get in and out. I really think the one thing that CrossFit has hit on the head really hard and done really well is the community aspect. I mean, when you find the right CrossFit gym, it becomes a second home. You're taking your kids there. They're watching your kids. You know, they're 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 going to have a bit of a co-op food situation. You're eating together. You're training together. You're playing together. And I really it's incredible. Think that, I think that's a really big deal. So, and that's the other thing too about CrossFit. You know, CrossFit is just kind of a training modality. So, if the one gym isn't right for you, it's not to say that all of CrossFit isn't for you. You have to find the right gym in the right atmosphere. And there's competitive gyms, there's weightlifting gyms, there's CrossFit gyms, there's kitty gyms. I mean, you just have to find the right one. So, yeah, get around the right people, man. You'll be amazing. It's amazing how much people influence in you. And, and um, to think that you can do anything alone, I think, is you're kind of you're kind of swimming upstream. So, yeah you know, get with the crowd a little bit and, and, and be around people who are achieving what you eventually want to do. Yeah. I think so many of us put so much stress on ourselves to, to achieve it and, and to figure it out on our own. And, and we That's don't, right. we don't recognize the power of our, our thousands of years old, you know, the brain is so old in terms of its programming. And, and if, if you don't surround yourself with, with people that are going to lift you up, it's going to be very, it's going to be very easy for your brain to just go back to that kind of that men, that modality where it's like it's just protecting itself and oh go ahead no i was gonna say you know you're right i mean we've all been in a room where you know you'd be in a room with a bunch of people and the right personality walks in and everyone's fired up to be there and then yes. we've also been in the same room where you know so and so walks in and they're like they suck the life out of the room you know we we have this you know when you allow yourself to connect with people, it's amazing how you can influence each other. And I also do think that that influence is a choice whether you want to – every situation is a choice to make it positive or negative, right? So um, 
you, you got to go into it with that mind that you're not only receiving energy from folks, what you're putting out there is also going to affect people as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting just saying that word influence and how we really, all of us influence each other in our in our friendships and our family and our relationships. And here you are, t- you're talking about it on this grand scale at, you know, with, with CrossFit. And it's such an awesome example of, of how people can come together and lift each other up and, and be, be lighthouses for each other. I always mention that, that metaphor of being a lighthouse. I like that. But for everybody listening, even in your own, in your own microcosm, in your life, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, I'm sure this has happened to you, Joe, is anytime you go, maybe you make a shift where you eat something healthier. Sure. And you have a friend that's hanging out with you. Sorry, I'm going to pose the example. Go for it. You, you head out with your, your wife or your fiancé and you go to a local restaurant and maybe you're the one now that's finally made that shift to eat healthier and both, both of you together are trying to eat healthier. But you're not pushing it on, on your spouse. You're just trying to, you know, you're not saying you better eat this or eat that. You're just, you're eating healthier. And you, you order a salad, a really healthy salad from the menu and maybe you're only drinking water and you're just enjoying the conversation and you're enjoying their presence and what you notice is they start ordering healthy things also on the menu. And you didn't even have the conversation about it. And then on the flip side, you can have another night. This is like a parallel universe. You go to the same restaurant. You're both trying to be healthier. And now you're trying to lead the, you know, the, the, the family. And you sit down and you order like the, the nastiest thing on the menu. It's the greasiest. It's, it's, you, know, you, have, you have a dessert and everything. And for some reason, through that power of influence, the other person will end up making that decision too. And it's really powerful in our own relationships with our spouses that we can influence each other. And I, and I had my fiance on the show a few times and we talk about that just, and me and her talk about it personally. It's just sometimes there's days when I don't want to eat well and she's on, she's on point. And I, and I get that, that motivation from her. And if I see her sitting eating a salad, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to order Domino's right now. <laughs> That's right. And vice versa. If I'm, there's days where I am super fired up and she's able to draw from that as well. And then, you know, there could be a day where both of us are just not having it. And that's when we both end up making that really bad choice of getting something that's not really that great for us. Maybe it's good in the moment, but it's not really ultimately good for us. So it's, it's really interesting how we influence each other. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, you bring up eating right and, and nutrition with that. And you know, within, within CrossFit realms, there's, you know, whether you call it eating primal or, you know, evolutionary dieting or, or the paleo word, um, you know, that's kind of a prescription that they push on folks is kind of eat meats, veggies, nuts, seeds, limited fruits, stuff like that. And it, it does get a, a hard push. In fact, there was uh, the gym CrossFit 808 that I went to the games with in 2013, who actually, by the way, big shout out to him, just got second in the California regional and they'll be going to the games again. So congratulations, that's, guys. Good that's work. That's awesome. Um, but they, they would push a huge paleo prescription. And uh, the head trainer, the owner of the gym, Elise Yumeto, was so good at recognizing people's diets where there was one girl who – would she she was kind of um, sensitive to eczema and her skin was very sensitive and when she would eat gluten it would flare up, so it got to the point where this girl would miss coming to the gym because she would have a flare up and Elise would know when she was off her diet. So yeah, man, you know, calling people out, being comfortable enough to say, hey, man, get on track, and you know, holding someone's hand through a situation or going through it together is really important. I mean, when, once my wife, you know, I. I fought the paleo. I didn't fight the paleo prescription. I was on it pretty early with the family, but the wife fought it for a little bit. And until she really started to jump on board, it didn't become the 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 whole go about. And then once that started to track really well, wasn't that so two, powerful? Like when you both no, were in line with that. 
it was a big deal. It was huge. So it's it's like it, it you're you're trying to do something and and it's hard when when you're not aligned. You could you can you know insert any example there, whether it's it's working out to get, you know having a same fitness kind of mindset uh, in your relationship or any kind of anything that in, you know that goes into the family uh, in terms of how to raise the kids or anything. So it's it's really interesting, like just that point that you brought up of how it really ignites. And that's in, in my own life, it's been that for me and my fiance with with not just the eating, but also now we go to this gym together. It's 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 similar to CrossFit. Uh, I don't know if it's as, as intense as CrossFit. I mean, the classes are really crazy, but it's the same thing. It's just that camaraderie. We go, we, we get into the class. It's We're being led by somebody in the class. And the great part about it is the relationship aspect, that we're doing it together and we get to talk about it. And, and we've, we've noticed since we started doing it together, like both of us have been scheduling way more classes throughout the week. Instead awesome. Of, yeah, instead of doing once or twice, like... I'm going four or five times, and she's increasing the amount of times a week she's going. So really, you know, we're talking about just right here, one-on-one relationship-wise, but you could be doing this with your friends. You could be doing it as as, as you're explaining, Joe, where you, you belong to this this group of a gym where it's, it's camaraderie and, and you connect with a whole bunch of people. If you're trying to make that shift, the first thing, before you even start, like you said, just you know, sign up at a gym and just start running on a treadmill blindly for an hour, get connected with people that, that are going to help lift you up. Yeah, I 100%, 100% recommend that. So, Joe, before we, we, we end today's call, I want you to talk a little bit about that balance because you're, you're a family man, and, and I always say that I'm busy all the time, but I have no idea what it's like to be busy because when you have kids, it's and I have a brother that has uh, two girls, little girls right now, and just when he, just conversations I have with him, just fitting everything in. So how, how did you start to, I'm sure it was difficult at first, how have you learned to balance having you know, a really powerful family life, making sure you're focusing in, having a strong relationship with your wife, your kids, and also taking care of your body. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, balance is an interesting word, but, you know, honestly, it comes down to prioritizing things. Um, you know, I have an interesting family background where I knew growing up and starting to consider marrying someone and, and having a family that there was going to be no question about my kids and their thought process regarding if their father cared about them or loved them or what their parents' roles were in their lives. I knew my parent, my kids are going to know that their parents are in all the way 100%. So, you know, that was a priority for me and Eliza when we, um, you know, as we started to, to raise a family. So now as we sit here with three kids, you know, the oldest being five, uh, the youngest turning two in September here, it, it's really busy. And, you know, her work with the military is pretty unflexible. And in my situation as a teacher, and being trained and, and training was a little bit more flexible. I can do that anywhere. Obviously, I'm trying to get a little bit of a hustle going here on the internet, but all of that has stemmed from prioritizing the fact that my kids were going to know who their dad was and that he cared about them and he was 100% involved in their life. And, you know, as we've had a kid, I've just had to subtract them some things. And that's kind of one of the first steps that led me from, you know, coaching high school to getting into this barbell training where, you know, we got out to Hawaii, they were going to pay a PE teacher, you know, 14 bucks an hour. And then we just couldn't, I could not afford to work. So one thing led to another, we get into the CrossFit gym, the CrossFit gym was going to allow me to train people, train classes, and I could bring my kid to work. So Mason was in an octagon pretty much in the corner of the gym while, while I'm working. So if you can imagine, you know, 25 people going through a workout called Isabel, where you're pretty much doing 30 
snatches dropping barbells well my son's in the corner of the gym taking a nap through that so he's grown up in <laughs> gyms my kids have grown up through gyms and and part of that's because we wanted them around we, i wanted them in my life and you know it's making a sacrifice so you know people say balance a lot but really you have to prioritize what's important to you and you know some people say well making money's the priority some people say you know i'm going to be a world class weightlifter that's the priority you know and some people make the decision and say well you know i'm going to be a family man and that's the priority, and, and that's kind of what I've done, and for better or worse, that's the track we've taken. It's been, some, it's been an interesting learning situation for me and figuring out how to be happy in my own skin at times. You know, not only is it tough being the military esposa, right? I'm the, I'm the, I'm the army wife, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so imagine that, you know, I'm 25 years old at Fort Bragg with my wife. She's jumping out of airplanes and I'm the PE teacher. So even that was a little uncomfortable, but, you know, dealing with that stigma and saying, well, screw it because all these people, I don't care what they think of me. I care what the wife thinks of me. You know, what does my family think of me? What is the, what are the people directly in my life? What do they think about the decisions I'm making? Um, not what a bunch of people who don't know me have to say. I really don't care about it. So it's always been easy for me to prioritize my decisions based on the fact that I was going to be a family man first. And, you know, honestly, I've had to make some sacrifices. You know, I was decently competitive at CrossFit, but with each kid, each child we had, my performance kind of fell off. You know, sleep goes down. You can't spend as much time in the gym. But again, I'm okay with that. You'll find something else to do. Couldn't compete in CrossFit anymore, so I got into weightlifting and had some cool runs, you know, at nationals to do some of that stuff. So for me, the key word is prioritize. And, you know, we've, we've, maybe we've seen The Biggest Loser. Maybe you're someone who listens to a guy like Dave Ramsey provide financial advice. But you have to establish a line in your life and say, well, these things matter and these things don't. And there might be a gray area where you can bring some stuff up as time prioritizes or time allows. But, man, for me, it's been it's been a matter of prioritizing. And then I was fortunate enough also to, you know, marry the right woman who, you know, as much as I've supported her in her military career, um, she supported me in these crazy things I want to do. You know, they're coming to me with regionals. You know, they're they're coming to me with nationals to support that. They'll come to weightlifting events, you know. If I want to put a little bit of money into a website, you know, we figure out how to make it to work together. So prioritizing things and, and having the right partner who's going to support you and give you constructive criticism and positive feedback and and really not be selfish about what's right or wrong in that current situation is also really important. One word, guys, prioritization. Wow. Joe, that it. was super, super powerful and such a simple lesson and it's it's something that we all struggle with. So, you know, I really encourage you guys to go back and just to listen to that because it's it's something that all of us are trying to do. And and I I think until you really give yourself the time and space to sit down to do it, you're going to keep saying it in your head that I have to prioritize. But if you don't sit down, think about it, reflect on it, give give yourself some mental space to really to do it, it's not going to happen. So, Joe, thank you so much for sharing that. Guys, we are at the end of today's episode, but Joe is going to be jumping back on tomorrow as well. So go head over to joesbarbell.com to check out more of what Joe is doing. And also head over to iTunes and download his podcast, the Doc and Jock podcast. His co-host Danny, they have a great thing going on and you can check them out. They got, it's the, the barbell master and the doctor. Yeah, that's right. That's how we do it, man. So I'll, I'll, one quick caveat on that too is you made up a good point about internalizing it and engaging with that thought too because it's really easy to let it kind of drift away. So um, I will tell you this, it's all not, it's always not so great. But um, again, if you reflect on it, it is. Yeah, that reflection process is so, so powerful. I've been implementing it more in my life. And actually, 
maybe we're going to talk about that tomorrow, guys. Just some some shifts I've been making, and I'm I'm curious, Joe, to hear what your feedback is going to be about that as well. All right, so Joe, thank you so much for jumping on. Fired up. <laughs>